Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Well, I'm going to be heading down to Southern California, and when this post comes out, I will probably be down around Newport Beach. I decided to get out of town for a week or so to go down and get some sun. I did go skiing yesterday, and my legs are aching. It's the first day I've been skiing in two years, believe it or not. You'd think if I live in Salt Lake City and the mountains east of Park City that I would uh, go skiing more often. As it turned out, I had to go up on Saturday and go clear the snow from our our house out to the uh, main road that plows up and down the valley. And that took me about three hours to do. So every time we seem to have a good snowstorm, instead of going skiing and getting the great powder, I end up clearing the uh, driveway. And that usually takes at least an hour or two, and in the case of... This last Saturday, it took three hours. But nonetheless, I got up on the slopes. My legs are aching today, and uh, and it was a beautiful day. It was sunny and clear and not too crowded. I was sort of surprised uh, when I went through the uh, food line at Deer Valley. Deer Valley is known for its wonderful food, and of course, now in the days of COVID, they don't have the wonderful selection. You can basically get chili and beer and couple other things and that's about it and then you can't go inside to sit down unless you make a reservation and if you don't make a reservation then you're sort of on your own they had some chairs outside that you could sit in and in a cold miserable day I don't think that would be much fun so I was sort of disappointed I was surprised I've never been asked for a tip at Deer Valley uh, before this new private equity group took it over the year before last and uh, the service and has deteriorated since then. Of course, what does a private equity group do? They go in and raise the prices and cut down on services, and that's exactly what this company has done. Anyway, we are into our third episode with Lucas Gortzianis in Greece, going from island to island in Greece. I really enjoyed doing this interview. I learned a lot from it, and it'll be one I... It'll be the series of interviews, but will be ones I refer back to in the future as I visit the islands. I have one more after this, but before we get on to that episode, let me thank my sponsor, Sailrite. For over 50 years, Sailrite has been your authority in all things marine DIY. Do it yourself. What started as a mail order correspondence course on sailmaking has grown into one of the largest online and catalog retailers for the marine industry. Sailrite stocks everything you need to sew for your boat. They are the only company that makes one design and custom sail kits. As a passionate group of DIYers, Sailrite's dedication to self-reliance at sea is proven in their products and services. Sailrite sells fabric, foam, supplies, and more, including the legendary portable and powerful Ultrafeed sewing machine. So you can be self-reliant and save money by sewing your own projects, from Bimini's to Dodger's, sacrificial sail covers and sail bags to interior and exterior seating and cushions. Sailrite brings you the best brands in the industry for unmatched product quality and professional-looking DIY results. With over 50 years of bringing you quality products, unparalleled service, and support, 
and free how-to videos. Cellrite is a name you can trust. So yesterday after I got done skiing, I realized I had a problem. Of course, I've had this problem for years. But I do not have a ski rack, so I tend to take my skis and put them inside my car. The problem is with skis, you have very sharp edges, and it's very easy to cut leather. And yesterday, I put my skis in my new car, my new Lexus RX350 that I just bought in December. And I thought, man, I don't want to cut up the leather. And so you can set down this middle divider on the back seat and slide your skis up there. But boy, when you're sliding your skis in there, it's very easy for those edges to cut the leather. So I got to thinking about this. And yesterday, after I got back to the ranch from skiing... I decided to make basically a sleeve that goes over the top of the skis and down beyond the bindings so that I will not have to worry about cutting the leather when I slide those skis in and out of the car in the future. So I got out my trusty (laughs) Sailrite sewing machine, and I had some material, and it took me about probably about an hour because I'm not a very good seamstress uh, to, to design it cut out the material and sew this together. And so now I do not have to worry about cutting my leather. The sleeve slides over the top. I made it generous so it was easy to slide on and off. And it's basically like a sock that goes over the skis down to just below the bindings. Another good use of my Sailrite sewing machine. Hey, if you want to support this podcast, there's a couple ways to do it. You can become a Patreon, which I would appreciate. And that is patreon.com com backslash med sailor i had a new one sign up uh i guess it was a couple weeks ago and i'll have to look his name up but thank you so much it means a lot to me another way is you can go to the website medsailor.com and buy some of my audio products i have lessons for the asa 101 the 103 and the 104 these are lessons to help you prepare for the written portion of the asa examinations But it will teach you the terminology and the other things you need to learn in order to pass the written portion of the ASA examinations. All right. California, here I come. I'll be there when you are listening to this because I'm going to be releasing this on February 2nd, 2021. I'm back on Skype with Lucas Gortzianis. This is going to be our third portion of the discussion where we're traveling around the Greek islands and learning about the economies of the island, Lucas runs a company that delivers produce from island to island and takes on crew members for the summer. So if you're looking for a more interesting vacation than just your typical charter vacation, one that delves into the local economies, which I find fascinating, you will want to reach out to to Lucas, and I'm going to put contact information to the show notes for getting a hold of Lucas, and also a, a web address. So, so Lucas, the last time we talked, we had been visiting, I say Icarus, Icaria, but basically that's the island where the myth comes where Icarus flew too close to the sun and fell back to the sea. Is that right? That's correct, and there is this big... Uh... A statue on the, in the port, uh, sort of reminding the, uh, the the fall of Icarus. Okay, so we had talked about that. We had traveled around the island. You'd picked up produce, 
And remind us again what the primary produce that you picked up in Icaria was. Well, um, there, is, uh, there is wine that I take in Icaria. Uh, there are um, uh, aromatic, um, aromatic plants, honey, beer as well. There is a, a beer that's called uh, Icariotiki. And uh, it's a couple of times that we have loaded this beer uh, for other islands. Okay. Now, my guess, let me just guess, well, your next island is going to be Mykonos. Is that right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Island, <laughs> very close by. That's uh, Samos. Samos. Okay. So you're going, okay. Yeah, that makes sense because it's right across the passage to Samos. So Exactly, yes. Okay. And you pull into which port? Uh, there we, I go in the three of the four ports. I, I avoid Vathi because it's not the best. Uh, but um, I've been to uh, Marathokambo, which is um, at the southwest end, closer to Ikaria, if you want. Mm-hmm. I've been to the northwest port, which is called uh, uh, Karlovasi. Okay. <clears throat> and also to Pythagorio. Yeah, okay. Well, I've been to all three of those ports as well. The Northwest Port was my least favorite of all of them, but uh, uh, Pythagoria is one of my favorite ports. It's a picture-perfect port. And uh, Marathacampo, I've rented cars there and used that as my base to drive around the island because it's got a very well-protected port where quite often in in Pythagoria, uh, you're at anchor and... um, (laughs) <laughs> you have the chance of, if you're gone, somebody pulling up their anchor, getting tangled in yours and leaving your boat high and dry. Or there's a nice anchorage just outside of Pythagoria, too, which is a, a well-protected and good-holding anchorage just to the uh, just outside the port there. And I guess there's also a marina just over the hill, but I've never gone into the marina. Just use that for refueling in the marina there. Yeah, the marina is fine. I've, I've been to the marina as well, but it's very expensive, so uh, I would not go again. <laughs> A man after my own heart, yes. Okay, so what what produce do you take on on Samos, and do you drop anything off there? Yeah, well, uh, Samos is uh, very famous for its uh, wine, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, most of it is Moscato uh, sweet wine. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, for a long time, uh, all the wine of all, all the grapes of the island were transformed uh, by one and only uh, organization, which was the uh, cooperative, uh, so-called, uh, and uh, and it was promoted. Uh, it was marketed all over the world. So Samos has a very high. Um, brand name in uh, as a wine producing area so that's that's the one first and very important uh, uh, produce uh, there is also uh, olive oil and uh, we've taken olive oil from there I'd say a rather well organized island because I find that uh, I, I found out that um, uh, for the pollution control of the olive presses of which there are quite a few, on the island, because it's a big producer of olive oil as well. Um, They collect uh, the leftover juice after you take out the the olive oil, and they take it to one special place, which is in Marathocambo, 
uh, right on the beach, as a matter of fact, uh, where they extract the whatever olive oil is uh, remaining. Then they purify the water, they, the juice, uh, and they uh, can purify it to the point that it goes into the sea, no pollution left. And that olive oil, which is not so good uh, for eating, uh, is uh, turned into soap in that area. Really? Uh, so you have a, a, a nice um, ecological treatment of the of the olives. Well, the okay, so where is that? Is that factories right in Maratha Campbell? Yeah. I'm pretty familiar it, with the town. Where is it located? It is on the east side of the port of the marina. Okay, okay. I see okay. a big, a big industrial-looking building on Google Earth. That might exactly. be exactly, yeah. Yes, that's the one. And I found out going there that it, it has it is around for a long time, and uh, I found out that they still keep without using it a steam engine that was uh, made in uh, Izmir, uh, probably around the turn of the 20th century. And uh, that one has the name uh, on it of uh, Isigoni. Isigoni was the, uh, the, the, the owner of the factory, the, uh, the designer of that engine. And his grandson, uh, Isigoni, is the guy who designed the uh, Mini Cooper car in, in the UK. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Uh, history there. You know, as, as as we're talking here, and I'm looking at this picture of this uh, this this factory, it reminds me of the one of the best days I ever had sailing was when I was sailing in Turkey and I visited the island of uh, Marmaris. And of course, yes. Marmaris is known for it's a big island of marble. And I just happened to to to, to talk to. A man in the port while I was getting some coffee, and he said, where are you from? And I said, I'm from America. And he said, what are you doing here? I said, I came here. I want to go see some marble quarries. Who can take me up and show me some marble quarries? And he said, I can do that. And he spent the whole day taking me around, showing me marble quarries, taking me to his father's marble factory, to his marble factory, and then to this very, very old um, steam engine-driven um, slabbing facility, cutting facility, which has been just yeah. basically uh, falling apart in the winter. I thought, man, this would be just the, one of the best tourist spots if they could build this into a museum, and they don't. And I wish people would do that. I mean, I, I've got pictures of it, and I just walked around this factory that's you know long since ceased to work, but you can still see the belts that ran the engines and the uh, blades that cut the slabs and the marble and uh, and everything, and, and I would like to see more of that, especially if I come into a port. I'd love to see a sign and say, we'll take you on a, a tour of our factory, our olive presses, our cheese-making facilities. But I'd never see that, and I'd love to see that. So you might suggest that to some of these factory owners as you travel around from now on. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, that one, we have even made a little uh, film of it. Uh, the, the scene is in, in the first video from uh, 2017 that we've made of our trips, uh, you can see the, the press for the green soap that is made in that, in that factory, but they don't show the machine. Well, I'll look that up and put a link to it in the show notes because 
Uh, I think it'll yes. be. I find I find this fascinating. So this is one of my most pleasurable interviews, where we're talking about the econ- the economy of the island. So I find this very very interesting and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that's what you're doing in. Uh, so main thing you take on is olive oil uh, and and wine. Do you take any of the soap on that's sold there? Yes, yes. We we take we we've taken soap and. Uh, we have distributed it. It's a very good quality, standard green soap. You see. Okay, okay. The sort of soap that you could use to wash your hands or wash your clothes, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can even uh, powder it and then use it in the in the washing machine. Okay. All right. So, anything else we should talk about with Samos? Well, Samos is again a big island with a, a, a rather big mountain. Uh, and there is even a, a cataract uh, on the northwest side, uh, easy access from um, uh, the, the northwest port. Uh, so uh, you you can you can walk around and uh, uh, really find very interesting places to, to see. Yeah, they've got a couple yeah. uh, a couple villages way up the side hill that I took my motor scooter up to and actually drove a car up to at one point in time. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of them. But Volitiotes, uh, I think is one of them. But uh, yes, very beautiful little little villages way on the side of the hill, way up high looking over the Aegean. It's just a gorgeous view to get up there. And uh, yes. It's a, it's a very beautiful island, and uh, you know you 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 do if you have a car or you go around by car or by bike, you you will really see beautiful vistas from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then there is this um, uh, one of the uh, from the archaeological uh, part of the uh, archaeological end of the uh, of the island. It had uh, in uh, ancient times a very good uh, uh, water system. Uh, so there is a tunnel that is something like, uh, I think, two and a half kilometers long that was built in the uh, classical years in, in antiquity, and uh, which is uh, still, you, you can visit it. Uh, it was taking water from a lake on the other side of the hill towards the Pythagorean that was the, the capital at the time of the, of the island. Oh. And you have uh, leftovers, other um, uh, water uh, uh, water basins uh, that were used for the for water uh, for the water in the in the in the in the, in the antiquity. Oh, okay, okay. So I know when I drive and, when I've driven from Pythagoria uh, over to Vathi, um I always see a lot of signs for archaeological sites uh, this way and that yes. way. So there's a lot of point, a lot of archaeological sites that I've, I actually have never visited. I just sort of say, "Oh, that'd be interesting to go to," and continue on my way. Yeah. But uh, something worth close to the airport, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the Samos Airport, uh, there is a site of uh, the largest um, temple of uh, Hera. Uh, that they started building, they never finished it. But it, uh, had they finished it, it would have been the biggest temple of Hera anywhere. 
it's by the sea. It's a, it's a very nice place to go because you can then go to the beach and uh, uh, swim, and there are cafes and uh, restaurants as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a very nice uh, place to, to visit. Okay, I'll have to look for that the next time I go back there because I think I've probably walked by it because I've actually walked to the airport and beyond and been down to some of those beaches which are close to the airport. But that one must be, I, I can see it, actually now I can see it on Google Earth. And it's right. uh, between the airport and the, the port of Pythagoria. So oh, not too far nice. away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's covered up. I can see that walking down the road, you would miss it because there's a lot of trees lining it from the road. So you wouldn't even notice it as you're walking down that, the road. It's, it's hidden. It's rather hidden, yeah. Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, there was a, a uh, about a one and a half kilometer or two kilometer road in antiquity connecting the town to that uh, site, the, the, the temple site. And uh, it was lined uh, uh, with uh, sculptures uh, of Kuros and uh, Kore and uh, uh, gods and so on. So it was a very, very nice walk. We have only a very small part of it that is um, saved today. Oh, okay. Something to visit there next time. Pythagoria, of course, yeah. is a very popular port with a lot of sailors. And I always yes. say it's one of the picture-perfect ports because it's uh, just a perfect, beautiful port. I, I love going into that port just because it yeah. is so beautiful. Okay. All right. So where do we go next? Well, I should mention the, the little islands where we don't stop very often. Sometimes we do. But it's in between Samos and Icaria, and this is the um, pirate islands. It's uh, it's called Furni. Yes. Uh, there are four little islands with excellent uh, natural bays to uh, to protect from any kind of wind. Uh, there are other bays for the north wind, other bays for the for the south wind. Uh, little population and uh, a place to eat lobster because the the waters are full of lobster around there. I've only been there one time, and we 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 stayed at the town of. Forini, for Furuni or for yeah. Furuni, and uh, Furuni, but yeah. I, when we were sailing there, the the pilot warns over and over and over again that these are known as the very windy islands, and uh, yes, and when we were there, we didn't really have too much wind on that day. We luckily got lucky, but when we passed from Samos on over the next day over to Ikaria, it was very windy. So it's sort of hit and miss there. But like you say, you've got a lot of hidden bays. And I saw a lot of boats at anchor when I sailed through there. And uh, do you know? We, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. It used to be a place where pirates would uh, hide. It, it, so it was a pirate, uh, you know, uh, docking place. Now, now Ianusis is also known as a pirate's haven. Is that correct? Which one? Ianusis. Inuses, yes. yes, yes, of course. Yeah. They are similar in, in, in uh, you know, shape, if you want, mm -hmm. uh, that, that the, because they wanted to be away from uh, the big fleets. Uh, so these little islands were just the idea of that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go back there again. Um, is there much of an economy on these islands, or is it primarily fishing and lobster? 
that, that, those islands are fishing and um, and uh, tourism, essentially. Okay, okay. And it looks like there's f- several ferries that c- pull in every day to, or not every day, but at least go to Forney and also Themina. Yes, yes, yes. they are rather well connected. There is a small ferry that connects uh, Samos to Furni to Icaria, and there are big ferries that uh, sometimes stop at Furni. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that that town of Forney is just a tiny little town. We walked around it, spent an afternoon at the cafe drinking uh, beer and eating. It was just a very pleasant day to spend there. Yes, yes. Nice place, yes. <laughs> I just I just remember the one the one time I went there yes. the port police were waiting for me to come into the dock and it was it was um you know so they kept telling me to come in and come in and so I went to where she thought I was supposed to go and she came around in a huff and said no I told you to come here and I said oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'll go back there but she was in a big huff of not me not going exactly where she wanted me to go and so I moved my boat and <laughs> took care of it. But I, I, I thought I was going where she told me to go, but obviously there was a miscommunication there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a small. They, they don't have very much space, so they they are a little bit nervous about where you dock. Yeah. 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 I. I. She. She thought I was trying to uh, ignore her, but I. I thought I was doing what she wanted me to do, and uh, miscommunication. So. <laughs> anyway, all right. So now you've been to Ikaria, you've been to Samos. We talked about Faruni. Are you heading down to Patmos now? Yes, that's the that's the idea. The, okay. the next one is yes, and um, Patmos uh, is uh, the 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 island well known uh, for Christianity because that's where uh, Saint John wrote uh, the apocalypse that's right in fact you can you can walk the pilgrim walk right up to the caves if you want to which i've done which is a pleasant yes. walk up there and uh, is i assume that's where you're going is the port of scala or do you come around to yeah. the other port yeah. okay yeah i also put the anchor in many other little bays that are around uh, it's there is a very big bay well, that protects you quite well from all winds, and then individual little bays where you can put the anchor. Yeah. So I do either that or Scala whenever I want to load and I load and unload things. Yeah. Okay. And what are the uh, what are the what's the produce or what products do you take on or uh, dispose of at Scala? Well, I don't. I have not found any significant produce other than wine. In uh, in Patmos, they 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 seem to have uh, abandoned uh, uh, cultivating the uh, the island, and they live essentially off tourism mainly. Um, but there is one guy uh, who is a Greek uh, living in Switzerland who decided to create a, a bio uh, winery. Uh, so he planted, he bought a big piece of land, uh, which he called. Uh, Apocalypse, and that's where he's making his uh, wine, his uh, bio wine, and uh, which he named Patinos from Patmos and Enos, meaning wine. So that's the main uh, uh, product that I find there. Okay. In, uh, in Pat- yeah. 
Okay. But at the same time, there is a, a store which uh, is specializes in uh, uh, bioproducts, and it is one that I usually stock with all sorts of uh, products uh, like uh, cheese uh, from uh, uh, Limnos and uh, Tsipuro from uh, Andros and uh, all sorts of other uh, things from uh, all over the islands because they, they, they try to sell bioproducts from everywhere. That is a very specific to not selling local products, which do not exist, but rather selling products from everywhere else. Okay. It's called Nectar. Nectar, okay. Now, one of my favorite little anchorages very close to Patmos is a little, uh, the, the island of Arki and the little port of Arki. Do you ever head over there? I've never, no, I ne- never did that, no. Okay. It's just this tiny little island, and the entrance to the port is uh, down this narrow chain, or just down this uh-huh. narrow passage, and it's got all-around uh, protection. So you might, just for a day trip or sometime, head over there the next time. It's only got room for about yeah. five po- boats at the port, and it's definitely not one where you'd pick up produce or dispose of produce. Just a yeah. neat little, uh, a neat little yeah. island. One called Lipsi, which is close by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out uh, that they produce good, very good cheese, which I tasted in Kalinos. But uh, um, I've only put Angkor there once because the tourists that were with us, uh, they uh, they were, you know, crewing the boat. Uh, they said, "Well, we want now one day no visits anymore. We just want to put an anchor and swim." And we went to Lipsi to do that. Okay, and then I. Found they have very good cheese as well. Yeah, and there's a couple good anchorages right around the town of Lipsy. I've been, I've only been to the town of Lipsy a couple times, um, uh-huh. but but uh, I'd go back again. It was a pleasant, yeah. uh, pleasant village to visit. I've never been anywhere inland. I've never rented a scooter on the island, so that's I've just been to the port, but uh, a worthwhile stopover. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay. So. And then I don't go to Leros, which would normally be on the way, uh, which may change in the, in the future. I, mean, I, I We may start stopping in Leros as well. But I only anchored once in the, in the south end of the island with a very strong catabatic wind. In uh, that uh, day, I had to be very careful how to get in that uh, little port. Uh, but then I, I've not visited the island at all. Uh, okay. Now, I've been both into the main harbor, which is that bay on the south, uh, the southwest side, and then the other yeah. bay on the very south side. And uh, the the main town of Locky, uh, I went there, and I went to a grocery store, and they had a lot of different cheeses and and I, I bought some cheeses and took back to the boat. But I think there were a lot of local cheeses that were in that grocery store that I visited. But uh, yeah, Leros does, does produce a lot of cheese, yes. Okay. And uh, I once dropped a crew member off on that port on the south side, and he walked around and met me back when I took the boat back around to, uh, to the town of Lockie. So oh, yeah. he had a nice walk over the hill and... Up to Lockie. Yeah. Okay. So you skip you skip uh, Liros, and where do you head then to? 
then uh, then I go to Kalimnos. Okay, Kalimnos. Which yeah. port do you go to in Kalimnos? The one in Kalimnos port? Uh, yeah. Uh, once I put, I, I, I went, uh, no, I, go, I, I didn't go by boat. I went by car only in that other little port that is uh, uh, on the north uh, uh, north and east of the main port. It's, um, on the, it's on the southeast end of the island. Okay. Uh, very narrow little port. Oh, yes, yes. I've been in there a couple times. Uh, only, I think I've only stayed overnight one time because it's always jam-packed in that little port. Yes. Uh, uh, Vathis is what it's showing. The name of the town is yes. Vathis, yes. But it's a beautiful, beautiful little port, but it's always jam-packed with boats. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to go there, you need to get in there early then. Tourist boats that bring uh, hundreds of uh, people to do a, a little swim and uh, uh, walk around and uh, have coffee or whatever. So it, there's always a lot, a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. But Kalimnos, the town of Kalimnos, is a, a very bustling town. In... Yes. Kalimnos is really the, the capital of fishing in Greece. Uh, the, it's the biggest fishing fleet that we have in Greece uh, from there. Uh, they've always been very good at, uh, with the sea, uh, they used to fish for uh, sponges uh, all over the Mediterranean. There are no sponges anymore, and sponges are protected species now. So that trade has gone down. Although you, you still find uh, shops that uh, sell sponges, but in much smaller quantities today. Yeah, I saw sponge shops there, but they were all either synthetic sponges or from somewhere else that they were selling. None, nothing from Greece there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, at the at the end of the before they stopped fishing sponges, they were going all the way to Libya to find them. Okay, okay. Yeah, they've cleaned up everything around uh, Greece, so they they had to go. <laughs> yeah, had to expand. Yeah. Um, do you take on any produce in Kalimnos or drop off anything there? Well, yes, uh, there is another store that uh, sells very good uh, uh, products from uh, everywhere. It's uh, called the Enalactico Padopolio. And I bring them all sorts of uh, things like uh, cheeses, wine, uh, beer, uh, and, and so on. And uh, I have uh, loaded up uh, um, sweets like uh, pastelli, you know, made out of honey and sesame. Mm -hmm. You know, no pastelli, I suppose. It's yes. a bar. It's a hard bar made out of uh, um, honey and and, uh, and sesame. Yes, yes. It's one of my favorite sweets there. Yes. Yeah. Um, they also, because they have so many fishing uh, fishing boats, uh, there is a, 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 an association of uh, uh, fishermen's wives that uh, make... Uh, uh, salty, salted, and uh, uh, smoked fish. Oh. And uh, I, I did carry a couple of times these kind of products, the fish uh, uh, preserved products. Okay, okay. So you would take it on there and move it somewhere else then? That's right, yeah. Well, it, there was a big... Uh, uh, 
big demand for them in Athens. So I, I unloaded quite a bit of that in Athens last time. Okay. And the other thing in uh, with about Kalimnos is that it's one of the uh, capitals of uh, um, rock climbing. Yes, I actually talked to, uh, I interviewed some sailors that chartered a boat over there, and they were big into rock climbing. They they talked quite extensively about rock climbing in Kalimnos, and it was primarily near uh, the town of Mertes, I guess, is where they took went into. And uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the east side of the island. Yeah, the east side, the the west side of the island, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that was that was news to me. Of course, I'm way beyond rock climbing, so I'm not doing that anymore. But uh, yeah, that's that was interesting. Do you now? Do you ever now? Is, it, is the next town that you visit Kosh? In Kosh, no, we don't go to Kosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason is that I, 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 when we started, we said that we will avoid the uh, the, the the islands that are very touristy. Okay. Uh, because uh, there you you don't find the natural products. You know there is little of uh, uh, little activity as far as natural products goes. Yeah. And it's a too, uh, uh, how should I say uh, too too artificial. You see. So yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah. Kosh, I have to go to when I've wintered my boat in Turkey. That's where I always have to clear into uh, to Greece from. So I'm in and out of Kosh, the town of Kosh, just yes. to clear customs quite often. But it really doesn't hold a lot of appeal to me, quite quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, the mountain is beautiful. If you if you go on the north side, the mountain is uh, actually there is a forest uh, right above the, uh, the the town of Kosh. But you have to get out of the town because it's uh, it's so busy. It's, uh, there are cars all over the place and uh, a lot of pollution, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I've got. Yeah. Well, there's an. The, it's interesting. I'm looking at the airport. The airport's a long ways away from the main town, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. It's on the the north side, of, by the beach, essentially. Oh, actually, I'm seeing. I see. There's two airports now. There's another one right in the, uh, right in the middle of the island on the southeast side of the island. There might be two that's airports. The, yeah, that's the main one. Okay. And uh, same time, um, uh, Kos uh, is a very, very important uh, archaeological site. Actually, it's full of archaeological sites everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in town, you have uh, open places, open areas where you see all the uh, uh, old uh, uh, the remnants of the of the old city. It's uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, it's just too busy in the summer months. It is busy. It is busy. Yes. Yeah. And and for that reason, I'm sort of like you. I tend to tend to only go in when I have to go in and move to the other islands. One of my favorite ones nowadays is Niseros, which is south of Kosh. Do you head down there, or do you? Uh, where do you go from Kalimnos normally? From Kalimnos, uh, we um, we go to Amorgos. Ah, okay. Yeah, and um, I used to go to Astipalia, but uh, I found out that there aren't very many uh, products uh, from Astipalia. So then we change the, the course and we stick with Amorgos. 
which is a very, very nice island. It's, uh, it has a very steep mountain that uh, uh, accumulates a lot of uh, wind or a lot of uh, catabatic wind on the south end, mm -hmm. the south side. But uh, the, uh, the ports are, are fine, apparently. Uh, both of them, every time I've been there, they are quiet. There is no exposure to the, the big winds and the waves. Yeah, uh, the port of Lefkus is a delightful port, and I've stayed one time uh, in that other port, uh, Pat Patmos, Patmos port. There's two main ports there, but the main port that yeah. I'm going to is the one. Uh, um, what's the name of the town? Oh, I'm looking here. Maybe I'm on the wrong one. Rashid Rashidi Rashidi. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And there I found, uh, uh, well, there are, first of all, ruins that are very, very interesting. There is a, um, um, a, a the town on top of the, uh, of the hill is, is very beautiful with a great view on both sides. Uh, there is a big uh, uh, monastery, which is really dug almost on the, on the, uh, on the, on the rock, uh, which is also very, very interesting. There is a uh, Minoan town. There, is, there are the ruins of a Minoan town uh, right above the, uh, the, the, uh, the port. Uh, you can walk there. But it's, a, it's a one hour walk or something like that. Uh, and then there are a um, couple of uh, producers. One of them is uh, making all sorts of um, products um, uh, like wine and um, uh, distilled products of uh, sweet products, uh, uh, sweet wine and, uh, and uh, liquor and uh, all sorts of that. It's called Amorion. I don't know if you ever... I don't think I've ever had it. that, yeah. No, I've never tried yeah. that. He makes at least 20 different products out of uh, grapes. Uh, and he has his, uh, his factory... Outside the city, outside the port, not very, not very far away. Mm, okay, okay. And then there are a, a couple of um, a couple of uh, producers of bioproducts. They have uh, two places uh, that um, have converted to bioagriculture, and there I uh, I, I visited and I'm planning to have uh, uh, meals organized for the uh, for the crew. Uh, whenever we go back. Okay, okay. I read a book. I'm trying to think of who it was by. Um, oh, it'll come to me. He's he's uh, from one of the ship families. He wrote a book set in uh, in Amagoros, and actually, I guess it's sort of a true story of his father. Oh, what's his name? Elias Kulakundis from the island. Okay. Of, yeah, he wrote a book uh, set in in uh, set on this island of Amagoros, and I can't remember the name of the book, but uh, it was written by Elias Kulakundis, who's from whose family is from the island of Kassos, another big ship, okay. another big ship owning island. Uh, right. So. Yeah, that was a, it. Was a good book. I'd have to think about it. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Probably not, but yeah, that was set, and it was sort of a 
escape, how do I escape from the island sort of book during the uh, occupation of of uh, the yeah. Germans in World War II. I think it was this, that was the plot of it. But, uh, yeah, okay. So from Amagoros, you take on uh, some wine. Um, then then the, next, uh, the next place we go now uh, to load uh, fava. Uh, you know, the fava is these uh, yellow lentils. Yes, the uh, beans, the fava beans. Okay, uh-huh. Yeah, so um, Sandorini, uh, uh, not Sandorini, Sandorini is famous for its fava, but this, uh, these small islands who, which are called uh, uh, Sinusa, uh, right, uh, mm-hmm. right to the west of uh, Amorvos, uh, is one big production place of fava. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I've, I've been to that island, to that one maiden little port and the one little village there. And I didn't. I, I assumed that they were agriculture, but I didn't know what the agriculture was. So that's the fava bean, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they actually the the quality of the fava is so good that uh, uh, they they don't have much left uh, uh, easily at the end of the year. Uh, they they sell everything. So I I stopped for because I was asked to take some fava to. Uh, my friends in 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 Andros as much. So I loaded the fava there for that. So you have to go there to get it because they really don't ship it off very much, then, huh? Well, they 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 ship it off, but uh, my the idea is that they ship it by uh, normal boats. Oh, okay. What we try to establish is a of no fuel uh, uh, transportation. Mm-hmm. See? That's the idea. Okay. And so the products we we take to the stores, they get a sticker from us. Let's say transported by uh, wind and sails. Okay, so it adds value because of the green, the green delivery system, the low energy delivery system. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. To try and uh, we sell, we talk about the blue economy, trying to get uh, the the products, green products. Transported uh, by wind, so and then then that's going to create a blue economy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And from there we go down to Santorini. Really, the big tourist island. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I originally I I was going to Astipalia, not to Santorini, but then I found out that in Astipalia there aren't very many products, and on the other hand. In Sandorini, we were invited to go because uh, a couple of people from there, which uh, became friends now, uh, are really uh, interested in this alternative type of transportation, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is involved in the um, sailing, uh, the sailing club, uh, teaching mainly children, little children, to do uh, sailing, and that is on the, in the south side, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the main port's down in the south side. I, I mean, as far as for That's you right. and me go. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, because it is such a, uh, a dense tourism area, uh, the port you cannot really get in. Uh, it's taken uh, in double docking or triple docking sometimes by professional boats, usually catamarans, that go out at 10 o'clock in the morning and they load uh, uh, tourists and they take them around and back again, 
So that, that port, you cannot get it. You, I can only put anchor just outside. Which, which, which uh, port are you talking about? The one in the caldera or the one on the south side? On the south side. Really? Because I was able to get in there the last time. Um, ah. Uh, but maybe it's changed since I was in there. That was several years ago. Uh, but you're oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Now there are at least uh, uh, 60 or 70 catamarans in that little port. Uh, it's impossible. Some of them just have permanent anchors outside. All right. I'll just scratch Santorini off my agenda for the future then because yeah. because the whole point <laughs> of going there is being able to get off the boat and go go look over the caldera. And I, I always feel uncomfortable leaving my boat at anchor without somebody on the boat. Um, yeah, that's yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, fortunately, there as I am, as we are friends with the people that uh, run that uh, uh, sailing club and uh, and uh, teaching the sailing to, to children, uh, there is somebody who keeps an eye on, on what's going on. So, do you just anchor on the bay, just to the uh, the south of the the main harbor? Then is that where you're anchoring? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And get out uh, by you know by uh, with a dinghy or uh, whatever. There is um, a an old uh, tomato factory uh, right at that port. Uh, the, it, Santorini used to make uh, a lot of uh, tomato paste out of t- local tomatoes, uh, and uh, the old factory has been turned into a museum. Okay, so that's what that used to be. I I know there's that big commercial building right outside the entrance to the port. I didn't know that that was what it was. Yes, and as a matter of fact, it's a, it's a museum now. And uh, uh, my friends in uh, in Sandorini uh, organized that we give a lecture right in that uh, museum X factory place, and it was quite successful. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to explain when I give these lectures uh, that. Uh, uh, what what is the history of sailing, of commercial sailing, uh, in antiquity? Uh, I start by talking about the uh, uh, the proof we have that uh, ten thousand years ago there was already commerce of, of course, at the time it was the Stone Age, so they were uh, uh, doing commerce of stones, mm. obsidian stone from Milos, which is very very specific stone was found uh, on the Peloponnese coast, and it was dated to 10,000 years ago. So they were sailing at the time stone. Really? Just moving rocks around then? Well, of course, the, that obsidian was used for make for cutting utensils. So it was exactly, very, yeah. a very uh, strategic product to have. Interesting. Yeah, now, the, yeah. other, the other thing you need to remember on that port in the south side is, and I've almost done this, is there's an underwater breakwater that you have to be very careful of when you're coming into that port because, yes, yes. because it's just barely under the water and you don't see it. So you have to make sure you're very careful in coming in that port. Yeah. Well, it's not the only place in Greece where you have uh, old uh, uh, walls. Actually, they, probably they were old ports. In uh, in Greece, and they, that sunk uh, under the sea uh, in uh, you know more recent years. There are places like that, like you say in Santorini. Uh, there are places like that in Andros. Uh, there are places like that in the Peloponnese. I know quite a few places like that. Yeah, and they're fortunately they're marked on the chart, so you just need to pay attention to your charts 
or your pilot. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. So something is famous for its wine. Yes. Uh, you, I, I'm sure you've seen that it's half of it is covered with uh, vines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a big and, agricultural uh, island. I mean, I, I, although it's tourism, you drive around and you see a lot of agriculture going on on that island. Yes. Yes. It's it's mainly it's mainly uh, uh, vines now mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's this um, uh, volcanic uh, uh, ash, uh, and that creates very good uh, taste in the wine. Uh, so that's that's why the the, the, the wines of Sandorini are very much in demand everywhere. Okay, are you unloading anything here, or are you just taking on wines when you come here? Yeah, I've I've unloaded the cheeses and uh, uh, and uh, pasta from uh, Ikea, uh, various products. Yes. Okay. Okay. There's also somebody who's making uh, 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 cold teas, in, in bottled cold tea, uh, out of Greek plants, out of Greek uh, wine plants, essentially. Really. Or cultivated. Wine so they're making tea from the vine leaves, then, huh? Now for the varieties from various uh, aromatic plants. Oh, okay, okay. Not from the okay, not from, not from vineyards, yeah. but just aromatic. So natural, natural teas then. That's right. Yes. Okay. And then the other, uh, f- uh, the other uh, product of uh, Sandorini, which is also famous, is is the fava. Fava is quite famous, and as a matter of fact, uh, uh, there is a very big farm. Uh, that uh, produces mainly fava, but also all, all sorts of uh, other things like uh, capers and, uh, uh, and honey and uh, um, um, pomegranate and so on. All right. So quite a, quite a bit that you can pick up if you have the space for it then. That's right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So where do we go from Thera? There, then they, then I go back to Paris, going north now. Okay, so you're heading back to Paris then, right? Yeah. Now Paris is a sizable island. Uh, it uh, it has a lot of agriculture. Uh, as a matter of fact, in uh, and and there are uh, a couple of. Um, natural farming uh, outfits in, in Paris, whom we have uh, contact with. One of them is producing mainly uh, aromatic plants, but they also produce uh, uh, olive oil, uh, very high quality olive oil. Uh, they even experiment with uh, uh, bananas, so uh, all sorts of other things. Oh, I, you you uh, said you, bro- you broke up just for a second there. They, I, I heard you say they also experiment with. Did you say bananas? Yes, in uh, in a greenhouse. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, our bananas in Greece are produced in uh, in Crete mainly, uh, but then this guy is experimenting in, uh, in Paris, and uh, you know he's producing very nice bananas. In, in the greenhouse. I don't know if we, where he's going to expand into uh, making uh, uh, many more, but uh, uh, he's definitely trying. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, I've ridden a scooter all over that island uh, several times because it's one of my favorite islands. Uh, I like to visit yes. it a lot. Do you come into the uh, the port of Paros or do you go up to uh, the north port of Nausa? Which one do you go to? Or that other little tiny port? What's the name of it? Uh, uh, anyway, on the on the on the east side, there's a tiny port on the on the east side, but I've never stopped at I that don't, port. No, I, I've been to. Uh, I mainly go to Parisia, uh, Parisia, which is the main port of uh, Paros. Okay, the main. <laughs> Uh, but I've been also to uh, the other one in, uh, in the north of the... Uh, Naosa. Naosa. Yeah, Naosa. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, those are both good ports. And also the next to the uh, the main port of the Paros town. That one used to, used to be able to go to the, that port, but now it's taken over by charter boats. I can't even get in there anymore, so I have to anchor in the bay when you I go there. You can anchor, yep. and uh, it's very safe. So... Uh, that's what I've done, and uh, and uh, from there I also take uh, you know olive oil, I take uh, uh, honey, I take uh, wine, uh, quite interesting wine, and uh, some cheese. Okay, so you take on quite a bit of Paros. Do you drop anything off? Um, yes, I I've dropped off uh, uh, these. Um, um, dry bread uh, uh, cookies, I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, that are produced in Tinos and sold in a, a bio store in, in Paros. So I do this kind of uh, transportation as well. Okay, okay. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to f- plan ahead where your next island's going to be, but you seem to be throwing me off every time I think about it. So where do you go from Paros then? Well, then, then the, the, the last two islands, because uh, uh, Romania are Syros and, uh, and Tinos. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I go first to Tinos and then to Syros, and sometimes the other way. Uh, but uh, both are very interesting islands. Yeah, I've never been to Tinos. That's another island I've never spent any time on, but I have been to Syros uh, a couple times. Yeah. Well, Syros uh, is the capital of the Cycladic uh, islands, of the whole area. Uh, and it is uh, the first industrial established, uh, the first industry was established in Syros, mainly around the building steel boats. When they started building steel boats in Greece, then it was in Syros, you see. Yeah, and I can see that they've still got the uh, dry docks there for building the boats. They still, yeah, no, they, 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 it's a well-working um, uh, shipyard uh, in Syria, yeah. And it is, at, at the same time, it's the capital, and uh, uh, you can see that uh, they have a very interesting architecture. Uh, the uh, town hall is really dominant there. Uh, it's a very beautiful building uh, with a very large uh, uh, square in front of it where they have all cultural activities all the summer continuously. Uh, a, nice, a nice market. Uh, the old port, which is in ruins today, but you can see some of the old buildings uh, that uh, are really falling, falling apart. But you can tell how much activity there was at the time. 
Hmm. Yeah, I've never uh, on the the main town, the main port of Ermopoli, uh Ermopoli. Yeah. Uh, I've I've ne- I've never stopped there, uh, but it looks like there's ah. a couple good marinas there. I have stopped on the other side of the island in that other port, uh, but Ermopoli was such a busy, busy harbor. I mean, there's ferries coming and going and coming and going and coming and going all the time. You there? I'm sorry, I, you broke out for a second there. So what did you say? There is one port that's called Finicas in Syros. Yes, and uh, that's where I've stayed on the uh, on the other side. Yeah. yeah, well protected from the north wind, but very little space to uh, to dock. Yeah, and that was many years ago. I haven't been back there since. So that was at least fifteen years ago that I went there. So I haven't been back oh, there yeah. since then. There are plenty of other now, places to go. Also an island that uh, has a, uh, a the, one of the m- most dense uh, communities of uh, Catholics. Um, the islands uh, tend to have uh, many Catholics, and uh, Cyrus really is the, the, the big, uh, big concentration. And as a matter of fact, there are two hills overlooking the, uh, the, uh, the town, and uh, one has a Greek church, and the other one has a Catholic church on it. Okay, okay. I know when I was doing my research for Greek ship, uh, fam- shipping families, a lot of them established their initial business in Syros and then moved on from yes. there because it was the, the sort of the maritime capital for, for moving goods. Uh, that would be sort yes. of a, uh, that would be the hub of a hub and spoke system was going to Syros and moving out to other islands from there. So a very important island for the economy of Greece, I would think. That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, there we go. So the, there is wine there. There is a, a very new and very successful uh, new winery. Uh, they got the second prize uh, in the London competition. No, third prize in the London competition uh, this year for their white wine. And they are, uh, you know, expanding and uh, both in quality and quantity. So typically these, these vineyards, these wineries that, uh, that you visit, what sort of production would they put out from, let's say, the smaller wineries to the larger wineries? So I, I imagine n- not a lot uh, because you no. just don't have that much land there. Yeah, that's right. But uh, that's not the uh, attraction of it. You see that they, they make special wines not the ones that you can easily find in quantities. Uh, the one in Icaria, for example, that I know quite well, they also got the prizes in, in London. They, um, uh, they have on every bottle they write a, a restricted uh, uh, production. Okay. So you, and, uh, so you have to sort of, if you live there, it's not hard to get, but if you live anywhere else, it's... Uh, you're probably lucky to get any of these wines from, from these well, specialized vineyards. Part, then. Of what, part of what we try to do is exactly uh, take these wines that are in very small quantities but of high quality to uh, brand them, to, to make a brand out of them and uh, market them uh, in the rest of Greece and abroad as well. 
as special proficiency, sort of bring up the image on nation quality rather than quantity. Okay, so th- we're still covering last summer. Is that right? We're still covering your trip last summer? L- yeah, last summer, yeah. Really? Uh, so you well, hit, actually, you're hitting all these islands last summer then? Yes, yes, yes. In two months. It is uh, 18 islands in, uh, you know, one, one day sailing, two days staying with the island. And it comes together with a couple of storms and stuff like that at the A's. To about two months. Now, how are you changing crew? Are you saying we're going to change crew on this island, or does the crew sign up for the whole season? How does it work out on that? What we've done is that we have chosen islands that have uh, uh, an airport to say the islands where we can change um, a cruise, such that people can come either by boat or, if they prefer, by, by plane to the island. And then the yeah that are in just uh, you know uh, take off from there, and the new crew comes in. Okay. Do you screen your crew in any way, or do you just take on anybody that wants to sign up? Uh, well, we sort of tell everyone that uh, you know that it's sometimes you face rough seas, and they have to be sure that uh, they are ready uh, physically. They are that they, we ask them to rate themselves for their physical uh, uh, condition to do sailing in rough, rough sea. But that's about it. Okay. So they're going and, to be and, self-selecting yeah, then. Yeah. If they are, yeah, self-selecting. Yeah. And if they feel like they want to see uh, the islands from the point of view of, uh, um, you know, traditions and uh, uh, good food and uh, 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 culture, museums and, cultural activities, then I think in some way they, and, and also from the ecological point of view, then they sort of uh, come from that type of, uh, uh, of uh, you know, uh, milieu. Uh, they, uh, they are interested in ecology, they are interested in culture and good food. All right, Lucas, we've been talking for about an hour. I'm going to stop the recorder here and I'm going to restart it and we'll keep talking then. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or comments or questions, please write me, franz1 at medsailor.com. And again, the website is medsailor.com. Go there if you want to buy any of my audio products. And also, I'm going to put a link in that website to my financial audio products. That's where I make the bulk of my money from uh, the podcast. I have several other podcasts that deal with the financial services industry. And I thought, what's the downside? If you're interested in looking at them, I will put links to that in the menu at medsailor.com. Get out there and go sailing. Thanks for listening. Life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing. Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the f***. What the f*** gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. 
opportunity makes your future. If you can't say it, you can't do it.